it's Mary Coleman, your host for the All Things Education podcast. If you don't know, I'm a student too, and I'm currently studying psychology. I'm so glad you're listening today because we learn about study and lifestyle tips, chat with professional guests about a range of topics. We learn about the ins and outs of school and uni life, how to form solid friendships, actualize career aspirations, chat about relationships, moving, traveling, and so much more. We have a range of content on this podcast, and it's all to help you be that much more informed about the world we live in. So let's get educated, shall we? Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. I am super excited today to record. I'm actually recording Sunday night and I'm releasing it Sunday night, so that's fun. Um, today we're going to be talking about bullying, toxic friendships, exclusion. We're going to be talking about how to identify a friendship that may not be the best in your life and how to deal with one if you are struggling currently in a school setting or in a uni setting, in the workplace, however it is. So just to get into it, let's talk about my weekly recap. So today is Sunday, so it has actually been a full week since um, the last recording, actually a little bit more than a week. In terms of my weekly recap, I haven't been doing too much actually. Um, I have just been really preparing for my big move which is very exciting and I've also been completing a couple of assessments that are due next Friday so that is fun and I'll keep you updated about how that's going. Um, In terms of oh really exciting I got some of my grades back and um, I'm very happy with the grades that I got so that just goes to show that you can juggle a hundred things in life you can juggle a podcast and an Instagram account and overloading study and still do well so that's something I'm really excited to share with you guys um, and to share that I did well in a couple of my assessments so that's that in terms of my psychology update I guess that is a little bit of psychology update I have been doing yeah well in my assessments and I have a couple more to come before the summer semester is over and then after that I am dropping back to part-time with psychology just to ease into the liberal arts course a little bit better. So the liberal arts degree that I'm doing is a bachelor so it will be three years long and um, I love doing an arts degree because it just focuses on a range of things and it sort of is going to be helping me in my psychology degree in many different ways. Let's jump into the next segment. Let's talk about my favorite book of the week. Each week, I'll give you guys updates on the book that I'm currently reading. Whether that's educational, fantasy, fiction, or nonfiction, you'll hear about it all. Hopefully, you'll be inspired to read some of the books that I'm reading so you can be more educated in different areas of your life. Let's jump into it. So my favorite book of the week is called Imposters by Scott Westerfield. I have read this a million times. It is the fifth book in the Ugly series. So The Ugly series is pretty much my favorite series in the entire universe. My favorite book is called Pretties, but that is another Scott Westerfield book for another day. The book basically takes place in the Ugly's future, so the protagonist of the Ugly series, Tally, she has this revolution which has basically changed everything. Tally once said, freedom has a way of destroying things and the Imposters series is about dealing with the consequences of ending the pretty regime so people undertake surgeries to make them look perfect. The story starts in a city where things did not work out well, bad people are in charge, etc, etc. You get the gist. It is such a great book. It keeps you on edge the whole time and you just want to read more. Go check it out. Okay, so just before I get into it, I just wanted to say 
that. Um, if you haven't already, I'd really, really appreciate it if you rated the podcast. And if you get five stars, that'd be amazing. And also just leave a quick review. It takes five to ten seconds. Just say your favorite thing that you like about the podcast or what how you started um, listening to this podcast. Maybe perhaps a friend recommended it to you or a teacher or a peer. And if you just mention that and just say a peer recommended it to me, loved it, or, you know, something genuine, of course. I'm not trying to put words into your mouth. But if you rated it five stars and left a review, you can do that on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. You can only just rate five stars. I'd love for Spotify to actually make an update, you know, be able to, like, put reviews in. That would be really, really cool. But anyways... That's that. I just wanted to quickly say that. And secondly, if you haven't already, um, I would really appreciate it if you would be able to spare $5 or $10 or however much you can spare. And um, thank you to those who have already supported the podcast with financial aid. Big shout out to you guys and you know who you are. Um, But pretty much in the show notes, there is a link that says support the show. If you click on that, it will take you to a web page that says buy me a coffee. Pretty much the whole idea of that platform is just that you are able to support content creators, podcasters like myself and give them $5 and you're donating the $5 straight to me. So I'm receiving it and I'm going to be putting that towards better microphone, better podcasting equipment, a better mixer, better sound quality. So you guys can have a better audio experience, audio listening experience. And also I'll be able to create some ads on Instagram and get better reach for this podcast. Another thing as well, and sorry, I'm asking a lot of you, but three things is Donate if you are able to um, and support the show and two, rate and review the podcast and three is if you could share this to a couple of your friends, this episode or this channel, I'd be very, very grateful. I think the biggest thing for me is just to get as much reach as possible. If you listen to another episode, I have recently released my 2023 goals. One of them was to get to 1000 listeners and 1000 followers on Instagram and I'm very excited to achieve that so if you are able to share it to 10 of your friends that would be amazing and if every person shared it to 10 of their friends and those 10 people shared it you know what I mean like it's an exponential graph and it will just continue to grow and grow and the reach will just go further and I really hope this podcast will get out there a little bit more the statistics are looking great at the moment I'm very happy of the progress that this podcast is making so thank you so much if you're listening now and you are enjoying it don't forget to rate it five stars leave a review and share it to your friends. Cool. So, um, if you're listening to this episode, I wonder why. I guess um, I don't wonder why, but I'm I'm glad that you are listening to this episode because it's something that I would love to talk about, and I've been meaning to talk about for a while. I mentioned this in my most recent episode as well, the previous episode. I mentioned I was going to talk about this, so I am. And this, what I'm referring to, is bullying and excluding and talking behind people's backs, gossiping and friendship and toxic friendships, really just talking about all of that. I wanted to share my story with you guys. And then I wanted to really just talk about tips that you can manage and use that I actually have done research on. So it's, it's, it's a mixture of um, things I've, I was Googling like good tips to share with you guys, just some succinct um, great tips and also tips that I've also added on um, based off my story. So in just in terms of the, just my journey, I guess, through my friendships throughout, you know, however long I've been friends with people, I guess the moment I'm being born, right? Um, but particularly in year eight, year nine, year 10, year 11, year 12, so high school, um, particularly senior school, I think for me, friendships have been, have differed far and wide. And I did just want to make a point and just say that you can't always control sort of the people that enter your life 
and come in and out of your life, especially when you are in a school environment, which is sort of the story, my story I'm referring to today, or if you're in a university or a workplace or wherever, you have to interact with these kind of people, like toxic or bullying, or you have to deal with exclusion every single day or every week or every month or whatever it is, you know, like you, it is in your life and you can't really escape it. And that's the harsh reality that even though you might move school because you've been bullied, you're still going to experience bullying somewhere else at some place in your life, you know, whether this is minor subtle or if it's extreme um, and a very grand kind of scale bullying. And I think that, or I know that bullying does occur it's not just school, you know, primary school is just, or preschool is just where it starts. And it is so, I guess, sad and a downer to say that bullying doesn't go away and bullying is in so many different environments and it is so terrible and it shouldn't occur, but it's the need and want of, you know, maybe perhaps the person, the bullier is self-conscious or, you know, they are just, um, like, you know, they're self-conscious or they are not self-aware that they are causing an effect and they're being mean to someone else or if they are intentionally bullying and excluding and being a toxic friend. You know, it's it's so hard to avoid and not to be a downer, not to say that you can't stop it and avoid it and confront it because you definitely can. I'm going to give you tips a little bit later about how to combat it. But I think that it is something that you are going to have to deal with for the rest of your life. And it's just something that we have to face. I know I have been bullied and I've been a bullier. So I've experienced both sides of the coin. And I mean, I hope you've never bullied someone, but in reality, it is more than likely, you know, that most people experience both sides of that coin and it it's just it does it's not good so not to rant on too much about it but you can't really control the kind of people that are in your life all the time because if they are in your environment and you're seeing them every day you might have to sit next to them or near them in class or you see them in the hallway or the building or the institution or they might be in your friendship group or you know you might have to work with them and it is so annoying to be put in those situations where you are at the detriment and it can really really impact you your mental health and your state of being but sometimes and only sometimes it can be a lesson and a great learning experience that you you can develop through these people and you can grow as a person and even though bullying and toxic friendships exclusion and gossiping and the whole lack of it is not good and should be stopped people do become stronger because of it and I know I've become stronger because of it I know who I am as a person and now I know who to avoid what to avoid saying and speaking and thinking and who to avoid to develop friendships with like close friendships with so just to talk quickly about my story um when I say I was I was a bullier and I was also bullied I sort of mean that I went to an all-girls school and I guess there was a lot of sense of entitlement because it was a private school um, I just wanted to put it out there. Not in any way am I trying to diss this school. It's, it was an amazing school and I had so many opportunities there. I was really, really grateful for what I learned at the school and everything about the school was great. I'm really not trying to put the school down and I'm not going to mention the school just to keep anonymity just a little bit, um, in case people do take what I'm going to say the wrong way. And it's not the school, it was just the girls that happened to be in my year level. So an all-girls school did mean that it was a little bit more toxic. The girls were a little bit more 
without swearing, I guess they were just a little bit nastier um, because there was no relief of a co-ed environment, if that makes sense. So it was just one, just one kind of group of girls. And um, I guess being a private school, it um, attracted a certain kind of people as well. And I think that's where a lot of the toxicity came from because a lot of girls were not very good friends to other girls and it was always who could fight for more power and a better position and who could be the prefects and who was going to be the head prefects, you know? Like, it was always about who was going to be what and who was doing what and, like, knowing every little bit about everyone's lives and who's dating who and knowing all the gossip about the teachers and, you know, just that whole environment was just not a great culture to be around. To be honest, though, a lot of different schools are like that and there are always hierarchical groups and hierarchies in those groups and you're always going to have to deal with toxic friends and everything of like that you know so not just to say it's just this school it is probably many schools and if you're listening and you didn't go to my school you'll probably you can probably relate this to your school as well so in year eight I didn't really have a friendship group I just kind of had a couple of friends that I knew and I sort of found myself becoming too clingy and too attached to this one particular friend. So I thought I would branch out and I would explore different groups and I would try and sit with new people. So I left for about two weeks and just every day I kind of sat next to a new group or I kind of went back to a couple of groups I like sitting with and just enjoyed people's company. No one was one, no one was really, I guess, super welcoming. And I sort of felt a little bit excluded in that sense because um, I was new. I didn't know anyone in that school. I was coming by myself from a primary school no one knew of. And I guess I was just different in that sense. Uh, whereas all these girls sort of came from the same sort of primary schools. They at least had two, three people they knew. They already had started forming groups. And I was a bit late to the game in the sense that I was trying to find a friendship group. And it was already, you know, April, May of that year. And, you know, school started in February. So it was a couple months in. So I left this particular friend and I said, I'm just going to go... I didn't do it in a mean way. I just said, I'm going to go check out some other groups. And I didn't really find a group that I liked. There were a couple of groups I was interested in, but nothing really fit, like suited my fancy. I came back after two weeks to back to this friend and it looked as if she had found a new friend um, and her new sort of best friend. And they were attached to the hip, which is totally fine, but I did feel a little bit excluded and it was a trio and I was on the out, you know, I didn't feel so I could fit in with that group with those two friends and they were really good friends and I was very happy for them but I did feel excluded and I think it was innocence like innocent, innocent sort of exclusion but I just didn't feel like I belonged so I went back around and I kind of sat with the groups that I did like and I did enjoy and I did find one group in sort of by second like term two term three I was sort of in a group that I liked and I stuck with that entire group for five years. <laughs> Basically, I chose my group and I stuck with it. And I'm glad I stuck with that group because the girls in there, I'm still friends with today. We did catch up just the other day. And this has been two years since we graduated or a year and a bit. So I'm, I'm happy that I stuck with that group. The thing was, uh, I guess there were a couple of friendships that were a little bit toxic and um, it was a little bit hard. And I did know there was gossiping behind my back, especially because... Um, you know, later on in the senior years of high school, um, a number of those girls started to get boyfriends and started to date people. And I wasn't really into that as much because I was prioritizing my studies and I knew I couldn't handle both 
just with my personality, I have to give attention to one thing and one thing only. So I um, didn't kind of follow in the same path and lifestyle as them and I felt excluded and I was talked about because of that. Anyway, that is my story. Um, There was obviously a lot more to it and that is a very brief summary. I don't need to dwell on it too much but you can kind of see that I have experienced exclusion and bullying and I did have some toxic friends. I'm going to talk about in a second what like what kind of characterizes a toxic friend and that's based off research as well. Um, But in terms of me bullying I guess I um, in primary school so I guess it was a very long time ago but I did um, I there were a couple of people I really didn't like and I was I guess um, the if there were so the school was just so small but there were group hierarchies and I guess I was number one you know and I really start like sought that power out and that position and I became someone I was not and I was not true to myself and I was not genuine and yes I was only 10 or 11 but that doesn't excuse the fact that I cultivated that kind of part of myself that actually isn't worthwhile keeping and is not the kind of person that builds long-lasting friendships and um anyone who tried to challenge I guess my status and like kind of the position I put myself in um anyone who I thought was a threat you know it was just I bullied them and when I say bullied I was just just not nice and I wasn't inclusive in any sense and I'm very I think ashamed of that and you know I'm not happy with myself for being like that kind of person and since then since you know when I was 10 (laughs) I decided that I'm never going to be like that person again because I matured and I realized and I guess we all have sort of that phase but it really did stick with me and I'm glad it did because I can remember that is a person I am capable of being and it's not something I ever want to be again anyway if you have friends in your life who may seem toxic but you're not really sure who they are like if they are toxic um these there are some telltale signs I'm about to give you that may suggest that they they could be a toxic friend um the biggest one is they put you down so it's not your usual, you know, you're joking with your friends and they kind of put you down here and there um, and they're just, they kind of make a comment that kind of makes you feel like, oh, that's kind of sucks, but, you know, it's not really that bad at the end. You kind of, like, five minutes and they, they're still joking. It's not, it's not um, making you constantly feel like crap and miserable for being who you are. Um, and that is obviously a very telltale sign of being a toxic friend because putting someone down is never something you would have to tolerate and, yeah, I just think that is a really, really sure sign. Another thing, the second thing, I guess, is gossiping. Okay, look, especially in a girl's school, it is impossible to not gossip about someone here and there, but I guess someone who you know is openly talking smack about you behind your back and saying things far worse than just put-downs is, again, another way that shows they're a toxic friend because everyone's probably going to talk about someone once in their life, once or twice, and they're going to say something that, you know, they might not be proud of, but someone who is talking constantly bad about someone and you know it, yeah, that's a sign. Third thing, I guess, is um, just apologising without really meaning it. So if they kind of say sorry after doing something or they kind of say sorry in the moment or, or whatever it is, however they express it, and they don't really mean it and they say it over and over and they don't really put a second thought to it, it you know, it doesn't really mean that they're actually truly genuinely sorry and that's another sign that they could be a toxic friend to you because... They're not meaning what they say. 
the fourth thing, I guess, is just putting themselves in the front and center above everything else. So this, this is disregarding you and your feelings and really only in thinking about your feelings and in relation to how it affects them in their life and in their sort of bubble. When I say their bubble, it's sort of like their vision and their, their world, their bubble. Um, I guess... Sorry, I keep saying I guess because I just don't want to be certain in what I'm saying because, of course, I have not researched into this myself. But um, I do just want to make the point and say that just because I'm saying this doesn't mean that this is a toxic friend and if you have any of these qualities and you are a toxic friend and you need to cut out everyone who's a toxic friend, like, I'm not saying that. I'm more just saying these are signs that I have researched into just before and done a bit of searching on it to find some indications and if you are experiencing any of these with your friends maybe it's something just to keep monitoring and maybe talk to them about at a future date so these toxic friends are very much present in school when your tertiary studies in the workplace and sometimes even your family and there may even be parts of yourself that are a little bit toxic no one's perfect like seriously I know that when I say sorry sometimes I don't actually really mean it and that's something I'm really trying to be self-aware and improve on and just trying to fix. And it's just all about the self-awareness. If you know that about yourself, then you can try and build on it. As in build on it to fix it and combat it, overcome it. If you truly do not want to be in the same environment with some toxic people, though, who may have the above traits that I just said, you can consciously remove yourself from the environment that you're in. And it does take effort and it is a conscious decision. But I'm going to give you some tips on how you can do that and how you can distance yourself from people who cultivate a toxic friendship and potentially even bully you. So the first thing is just to create new habits. So choose new environments that you are not with these people. It's quite, it's, you know, I guess simple in concept, but hard to practice. If, um, you know, you're in a, okay, I've got to get an example here. I guess if you are in a school environment or a uni environment and you keep seeing these people in your class and you know that uh, before and after class they purposely will bump into you or they tip over your water bottle or whatever it is. You know, that's obviously just very childish examples. But um, if they do that and you, you I guess the, this example is to create new habits um, and choosing a different place to sit where they are not sitting or arriving after them or making sure that you are not around these people in this environment, choosing new environments. If they keep showing up and they keep invading your space or they just keep just happen happening to be there at that time and you can't get rid of them, examine yourself and examine yourself deeply and just honestly and think about is there something that you are doing that is encouraging these people and bringing these people into your life that you don't want to be doing. So, for example, perhaps you just may be arriving to class before them and giving them the opportunity to sit near you or to annoy you and distract you. Or perhaps you are involving yourself too much in a certain, you know, club or society that you actually don't want to be, but you somehow just always end up being dragged into. I don't know. There's a really bad examples, but I guess just examining yourself and thinking about, is there something that you are doing that's actually stimulating and encouraging these people to do what they are doing to you? Being aware of this and your emotions and the physical environment will help you understand this as well. 
And if you do find that you are responsible for actually encouraging these people to bully and exclude or whatever to, to do that to you, act in a manner that will change this. And if there really is nothing, you cannot do anything about it that you wish to change, just accept they are going to be in your life, accept they're going to be in that environment and learn just to be, just, just work around these people and figure out a way that you are able to um, maintain some sort of acquaintance or engage with them in a way that will not result in, you know, bullying or exclusion, etc. Um, another thing is just to talk to somebody new. So it may be very daunting, I guess, to speak to somebody in your school who you haven't really spoken to before or someone in your university or tertiary institution, especially if you tend, yeah, you know, a public institution where there are a lot of people on site and constantly around you, but you never know, you might just find someone you might find really special in your life who you will compliment, you know, who will, I guess, compliment your personality really well and you might just become best of friends and, um, you know, just culture, a great relationship. Um, however, if you are, I guess, in a smaller year level, like mine was at my private school, it can be very difficult to find new friends and you feel as though you know everybody, but my best tip for you guys here is just to really select people in your year level that you enjoy spending time with in and out of school. So it doesn't matter if they're a part of your group or not, just find those people that you really enjoy spending time with and create a beautiful friendship with them. And you never know, maybe a new friendship group may arise from spending time with different people and maybe, you know, you can organize something just with those people and bring them together and you honestly never know what will come out of it. I think talking to someone new, it is scary. It is very something that perhaps you don't want to be doing all the time and it is very introvert. It can be very daunting, very, very daunting and um, something that takes a lot of courage, a lot of boldness to do. But once you've done it, I think it can just be a great boost of self-esteem. Know that you do have the courage and the guts, I guess, to talk to somebody new and to be able to share and share your interests and your hobbies and maybe you have mutual hobbies. Um, which actually brings me to my third point, which is um, be friends with everyone in extracurricular activities. And this is very important because you've got something to bond over with that person. You can, it's a great conversation starter and you have a mutual interest and you can just talk about, for example, if you're playing volleyball and maybe you play volleyball with someone in your team and you just high five them and you um, engage with them, but you don't actually really know them super well. If you take the time to know them, you already have that acquaintance level friendship based on your mutual interest of volleyball. Maybe the opposition team that you play every single week and you somehow see them, maybe just go up to them and say hi and and just say, hey, you know, great game, I really love when you spiked the ball, but I'm going to get you next time, like, something like that, like, it's just something funny and interactive, and it's just a great way to engage with different people. Now, let's move on to how to deal with people who are bullying you. So perhaps, um, perhaps you just can't get away from the bullying, and maybe, like, you just can't, like, you're in the environment, and people are just constantly bullying you, or whatever the reason, or whatever reason they're bullying you for, it's not okay. Um, bullying is really subtle and it is still present even in the adult workplace. And I hate to say it, but it's true. It's a challenge you never really grow out of and you are either the bully or the bullier. Um, I mean, sorry, I didn't say that right. You are either the bully or you're being bullied. Um, so you can't really be both at the same time. You're either the victim or the attacker. And it's very much, yeah, it's something you can't really escape and I hate to say it. 
perhaps if you can't get away from bullying, there are lots of different strategies that you can do to fix this problem. First of all, speak to somebody about it. I think that's a great option. Just speak to a peer counsellor, school counsellor or university counsellor or your parents or friends, family, someone that you can trust, someone that you can um, vent to without, you know, gossiping, but someone you can able to communicate your problems to that you can ensure, um, confidence in, um, you know, confidentiality. Um, and instead of just ignoring the bully and hoping the problem will just disappear, it's, it is also great just to discuss issues that arise, um, instead of just, yeah, avoiding them. So, you could just go up to the person that's bullying you and just say, well, actually, instead of saying that in front of the whole group, because that will definitely be harder to achieve um, because they have the support of their entire group around them. But a really good way or a great thing that you could do is just to pull them aside and just say, hey, I don't know what's going on, but you're really treating me like rubbish or like this and that. Your words are really hurtful and I don't know what's going on. Like, talk to me or don't talk to me, but don't do that again. You know, that sort of thing. And it is very hard to have those conversations with people um, so having the mediator of a peer can be great. Speaking to the person individually, I think, yeah, pulling them aside away, um, and out of earshot from other people, um, can allow people to be themselves. It takes away that peer pressure of having to be the person perhaps they're not. Maybe they'll be like, I'm so sorry. I did not mean to, I didn't actually realize, or yeah, I know I've kind of been rude to you, but, um, I'm trying to fix it and you're kind of just an easy target or whatever it is, you know? Um, if the person's not in your group, it is kind of hard to achieve this, but it can also be, um, you know, instead of just avoiding them, I think an, a good solution is just to simply not be in the same room as them. And yeah, that is not just to avoid the situation, but rather just to minimize the chance of being bullied, um, bullied face to face. Another great thing is just to deal with the conflict, um, or the bullying confidently in a very confident and, eff um, effective manner which will pretty much just minimise the stressful situation. And if you do have some sort of friendship or acquaintance or connection, it does preserve it a little bit um, to that person or that, that, those people or the group. And um, again, speaking to someone privately one-on-one -on -one is, I mean, maybe the word will get out, you spoke and maybe you'll be bullied because of that. But I think it is something that, <laughs> I mean, I really hope not, but it is something that is great just to ensure that, you are speaking to them in private and it's just, you're just pulling them away. You're just attaching them from any kind of moral support. Um, but a mediator, like I said before, is great. Another thing is just to give the person a chance to explain themselves. You never know what their story is, um, whether this is an excuse or a genuine response um, or a genuine apology. Just listen to them with the intention of understanding their perspective, where they're coming from instead of just intending to tell them off, win them over and whatever, or win the, win the argument and just be right about what you're trying to say. It's very mature to listen to them as well. Don't talk at them, talk to them. Um, and this is obviously coming up and just confronting the problem head on. And I think that these are very much, um, it's a very confrontational manner to, you know, alleviate bullying and exclusion. But I do believe that it is the most effective because you are coming face to face to the problem. Another extreme, and I wouldn't, I, I, this is something I can never, I, I just can't recommend because I'm, I don't know you. And it's something that 
I would suggest please speak to people first. Don't just make the decision by your own. These are things that you need support. You need your support network. You need your five, you know, you need your five people that you are able to have on speed dial and call up whenever you can and talk to them about these problems. Um, and this is an extreme, but it's to leave the school. But um, know that just because you leave those bullies doesn't mean that there won't be others. And I think the main thing is just to be confident in yourself. Don't change yourself just because someone doesn't like it or someone doesn't bully it. I think that is the worst thing just to say, you know, if someone comments and says they don't like you or they don't like, you know, you're, you're too fat or your skin's not clear enough or you're weird or you're... I don't know, you're religious, you're too spiritual, you're too nerdy, you play too much sport, whatever it is, you know, I think don't change yourself just because someone says they don't like it because if you like a part of that self, yourself, you should keep it because you, that's like the most important thing is that you like that part of yourself. Um, and at the end of the day, in 10 years time, those bullies will still remember how bad they treated you or maybe they don't remember and that just goes to show that they probably didn't actually truly mean what they were saying. Or if they do remember, maybe it means they really regret it and they are apologetic. But it's something you can have a conversation in at your reunion or something like that, you know. Um, I was bullied. I, I didn't actually really stand up for myself and I regret not standing up for myself. I regret not being able to pull someone aside and say, hey, I really don't like this. I would just talk about it with other people and talk about how I didn't like it, but I didn't talk to the actual person that was doing it to me. And... That hasn't been resolved and it may never be resolved. I don't know, maybe in my 10-year reunion, maybe it will be resolved. But it's something that has stuck with me and something I remember. And sometimes the bullies don't actually remember what they've done. But I can't remember who said this, but it is an amazing quote that you won't really remember specific memories, but you remember how people made you feel. And I remember how people made me feel. And I have associated emotions to certain people because I know this person doesn't really bring joy into my life. Or this person brings so much happiness into my life, you know? Like, it, you people will remember how you make them feel. And that's something you, it's really important to remember. Something really important that you should try and cultivate that you want to try and make people feel as happy and as positive and good about themselves as possible. And you don't want to make people feel as though they are, you know, trash and, and not worth it and to this or to that or too little this or too little that, you know, that's the most important thing. And if you make people feel good about themselves and good about the being around you and the environment that they're in, they'll want to spend more time with you and they'll want to cultivate a beautiful friendship with you. Anyways, that is all for me today. Um, that's my little half an hour talk to you guys. Hopefully you, um, enjoyed this episode and again, please rate and um, leave a review. And if you're not already, please subscribe to the podcast. That would mean the world. Hit the notification bell and then basically you will be in the know about how to succeed in your education. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. I hope you really enjoyed this episode, truly. Like, it is um, it is crazy to talk about all this stuff. And again, please speak to somebody in your life that you can trust, a peer, a mentor, someone who will be able to have confidentiality and really just be able to yeah, have your confidence and someone who will be able to help you with your specific situation if you are going through this. Um, counselors, psychologists are great, but if you don't want to spend money, um, of course, there's always a school counsellor, etc, etc. Um, anyways, hope you guys are having a beautiful week. Definitely go check out the Instagram at allthingseducation21 if you're not already following. We've been getting quite a few followers lately, so I'm super happy about that. 
I will see you guys next Sunday evening. Stay educated. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the All Things Education podcast. If you enjoyed the episode today, why not support the show? Head to the description of this episode and click on the support the show link to donate in increments of $5. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform. And remember, the advice given on this channel and on our social media is general information only. If you have any specific personal health, well-being and or educational issues, reach out to professionals such as your GP, school counselor and or a trusted person in your life before making any final decisions. Please do not take this episode as specific personal advice. And hopefully you now have more information about the topic you've listened to today. For more study and lifestyle content, head to our Instagram at allthingsEducation21 and the link in the bio will direct you to many helpful resources. Stay educated, everyone, and see you next time.